Hey there, welcome back to Just Do You, the group coaching event. This is week two, where I'm super excited to be introducing uh, Paul Dixon. Hey, Paul, how are you? Hey, I'm awesome. Excellent. You are awesome. I'm so glad that you agreed to be a part of this. <laughs> so um, Paul is uh, our website guru. Okay, he's our superhero for tonight. And I have to say that he is definitely my superhero because he's been working on my website. And he's rebuilding my Master Number 11 website, and he's done all the landing pages. And anyways, he's just my rock star. So I'm so grateful that you've chosen to, to be a part of this. You went where many angels feared to tread. <laughs> so, um, anyway, Paul is from www.polyd, that's D for Dixon, .ca. You can check him out there. Um, Paul, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, how, what got you into this and what, how can you help these guys? Um, well, like most people, I was born at a very young age. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I've, I've been doing web development now for probably about 15 plus years, helping small businesses to be able to have good design and accessible design that helps them stand out in a sea of ordinary. Mm. So, and then the past, Eight years I've been working for myself as Polly V. It's kind of my, my my freelance name and such. It's what I got known as in the cycling industry for years as a bicycle mechanic, but carried it on. It took me a while to get used to being called Polly because I used to hate when my grandmother called that called me Polly when I was a little kid. But here I am in my early forties and I'm Polly. But as far as web development and stuff, as I say, like I've been doing it for about eight years and I just love coming alongside businesses and helping see them shine and be able to access groups of customers they didn't think they could reach before. That's amazing. And, you know, it was Linda Daly that introduced me to you. Um, and the one thing that really stood out for me um, once you and I first met was the fact that you really get that we need to express ourselves very uniquely if we're going to stand out. Mm. Right. And that's the one thing you're really good at. I found, I mean, amongst many other things, but I, I really appreciate that about you is that you really do understand the necessity to be unique and to stand out in that sea of ordinary, as you call it. It's a br brilliant tagline. Yeah. So, um, so Paul's going to be talking to us, to us tonight about why the heck we need a website. And once we've got the website up and running, what do we do then? Because many of us have these websites and they sit there and it's like, you know, waiting. Like, when, when are they coming? When's the crowd coming? And, you know, all we hear are crickets. So um, let's get into it, Paul. What, what do we need to know about our websites and why do we have them? There are so many places we can go. But first, I want to ask a question. How many of you have a, your own website already? Awesome. And for those that do, how many also have social media like a Facebook page or something like that associated to your business as well. Yep. See a little, maybe I do, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> uh, that, that's good. I mean, it, it's a great start that you've got something uh, depending on where you've got that hosted, how you've got that all set up. We, we can get into those things. But to me, it's kind of, I understand like why people are hesitant to get into having a website or re really to build one out for themselves. Uh, a lot of it kind of becomes like, maybe you don't feel too tech savvy or you think they're too expensive and, and they can be like, it, they, they can seem overly complicated. 
you talk to some big design agencies and next thing you know, you're looking at tens of thousands of dollars of bills from what they quote you. Like it, it can seem overwhelming. Other times it's just, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's also because we're small business people that expense, maybe you're so focused on customers and clients and trying to help service them. You just don't have the time to work on your own business. And to me, this is probably one of the most important tools that you need to find time to work on because right now you're looking at like 81% of the people globally look on the internet to try and find a new business to connect with or a new service. Mm -hmm. So if you're without a website, how are you being found? Like, it's kind of shocking to me that in Canada, there's 46% of businesses that don't have a website. And I'm shocked by that. Do you feel that that's because a lot of them invest too much time in social media and they don't, um, they don't take the time to build the real estate, you know, the home, if you will, for the website? There is certainly some of that. I mean, so some of it is you kind of hit that, oh, I've got a Facebook page and that's good enough. People will find me. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of it is just, it's overwhelming. It's scary. It's technology. Maybe that's not something you're comfortable doing and you don't even know where to start to reach out to find somebody to help you with that. Then there's the other spectrum, which I find, especially in an older city, like I live in St. John, where a lot of people, they're like, oh, I've got a website. Well, yeah, but that was built in like 1992. And blinking fonts across the screen and the fact that it doesn't resize to look good on on a mobile phone these days, you might as well not have a website, especially when you face things like 60% of the people now access the internet on a mobile device, be it a tablet or a smartphone. So if you're not being found on mobile or your website's not structured to work well for mobile, well, Google's just gonna say, forget it and not share it when people are looking for your particular service. Uh, So it's not just, why do you need a website? But it needs to be good. It needs to be mobile friendly and responsive. But to me, there's this kind of reality of, if you're one of those 46% of businesses that don't have it, especially in a day and age when we said like 81% of people are looking for new products and services using the internet first, mm-hmm. how are you connecting to your clients? Right. I mean, maybe there's the old fashioned mm-hmm. go door to door, knock, shake hands, kiss babies like a politician, or maybe you've printed like... <laughs> I know one web design company out of Toronto. I follow them online. I think they're, they've got some interesting old school tactics. They actually print, go as far as to printing postcards and go to all the businesses in the surrounding area and hand a postcard instead of it going through the mailbox mm-hmm. and getting lost in the junk flyers. But to me, the bottom line is you got to have a website these days. Yeah. Pe- people need to find you and that just helps you connect with it. But I, I, I just kind of find that lack of working on your website too is a bit of a problem. We'll, we'll get into that because it's not just a one, one and done kind of setup. It's not, oh, I've got a website and people are going to flock through my doors or depending on some ages, some of you might remember the uh, movie Field of Dreams. If you build it, they'll come. Well, mm-hmm. sorry. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't work that way. Do you find too, though, Paul, that, that sometimes I, I feel it's certainly in my Just a You coaching program, I found, um, Sandy, if I can pick on you for a second, um, you know, Sandy came to me with an idea 
And after the training, we got about four weeks in or so, and we finally went in a completely different direction, right? But her overwhelm started to shrink because we made it smaller and more manageable. Would, would that be fair to say, Sandy? Yeah, 100%, yeah. Um, and I feel, and that's, that's not a reflection of the coaching. That's not where I'm going with this. I just want to say that I feel that a lot of people are extremely overwhelmed by the whole, the idea of having a website. And I've been there, you know, you put this on it and this on it and this on it and this on it. And I'm really bad for newsletters. I cram everything into the newsletter and then it, it, things get kind of lost. Right. So it's, it's kind of getting clear about the message that you're putting out there and why you want to do it. And, you know, I, I think that's part of the overwhelm is, uh, or the fact that people just don't do it, or if they don't do it well, it's because they really don't have a clear picture of what they're trying to convey. Is that, would you agree with that? Oh, a hundred percent. And how many of you, honestly, when you that have a website, when you thought about the website and to get building it, all of a sudden just this big, like tension, oh. stress, headache of yes. what am I getting myself into? I have no idea what, I, what to do or right. what do I need to make? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So then you just put up pictures of your cute cat. And I mean, the internet's full of cute cat pictures, but, and we need more, but. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it. Our cute horses and dogs. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Heather's like, yep. <laughs> but yeah, I know you, you're absolutely right. Like it, it, it can be exceptionally overwhelming uh, lo looking at the scope of everything you need I have for a website. Yeah, and I have had several websites, a couple of which I built myself, and they, you know, they weren't too shabby for a first go off and whatnot, but they weren't being discovered, right? It, they were not mm -hmm. being discovered. So the time, oh my God, if I gave myself a nickel for every hour I put in, I'd be a wealthy woman because it's <laughs> it's painstaking. It's it's kind of like you can't afford not to have somebody do it. I, that's my that's my feeling on it now. I really, when you feel that you can't afford it, you can't afford not to have somebody at least guide you through the process. If they're not going to do the actual, you know, physical side of it, they've got, you got to have somebody who knows what they're doing to guide you through the process or you're wasting your time. Yeah. And th there's excellent resources out there. Um, you guys would have gotten a series of worksheets that I had put together to basically help you start thinking about the beginnings of your website was kind of the strategy of what I put together for you, starting from, getting right back to the basics of your brand. And you may think, well, I'm not Walmart or McDonald's or something else, but the reality is, as a business, you are your brand. Mm -hmm. It's like me. I, I I'm Paul ED. Yeah. That's my brand. That's how people know me. I actually even have, and I didn't wear it tonight because it's maybe too far in shameless self-promotion, but I actually have t-shirts branded with my logo and stuff. Why and when I go to the gym or go out mountain biking or whatever, and people yeah. see that it's actually ridiculous how many more hits on my website happened that day just because I'm walking around owning my brand and, and recognizing that I'm my brand. I love it. It's cool. Um, so, so that to me was, is kind of the starting point is looking at who you are as a brand. If you, if you're, you've got a business name, if it's like a particular something else, like for example, my wife is a reflexologist and her business is Port City Reflex or Port City Body Works mm -hmm. instead of her personal name. Or if it's your personal name, like if you're Ann and, and Perry numerologist, like mm -hmm. thinking about your brand to me is that very foundation building block of your website, because from that, you're going to be presumably maybe you have a logo already. Mm -hmm. 
And so you've got a particular look and feel with that as far as fonts and colors and things, presumably. Yeah. And if not, you've got some idea up here of what that might look like in your head. So that, that's kind of that basic starting point for looking at a website before you even get into, well, what do I need on what page? What do I need on this? Or what pages do I need? It's, it all starts with your brand because that's what you're trying to get people to understand is who your brand is. And on top of that, it's what are you trying to solve? What, what, what problem do those individuals have that you're trying to solve? Mm-hmm. And right from that starting, th- those two kind of starting pieces, you build your website out from. So I like the, I like it when somebody calls themselves by their, you know, their website is their name when you, when you can get it. Right. Um, I couldn't get annperry.com. It was already taken, but um, Ann Perry numerologist was available. So I took it, but I always try to caution people um, not to, not to close the, the door too tightly. Mm-hmm. You know, really I should be, because I've expanded my business beyond just numerology. I'm now doing a lot of soul coaching and I'm doing the business coaching. I'm doing a lot of other aspects that, that might not really fit under that window. So my SEOs have to be really good, right. To make sure that people actually find me, but someone like Kathy, Kathy Coleman, Kathy Coleman.com or CEA.com. It's.com. Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, Sandy, Sandy Atkins, numerologist.com. So, you know, and I think it's important when you can add your name because it says you're not afraid to put your name on it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's who you are. Right. So, um, so maybe the taglines on a website are are more important than I was giving them credit for. I think so. Because especially when you go, especially when you look at a website, um, jumping into just very quickly the psychology when somebody looks at a website, uh, in theory, we have this idea where psychologically you look at a website in an F pattern. And this will help you as far as developing things. So the idea is, I mean, everybody knows like an F, like you've got your big bar and a bar down and a bar across. Well, in a website, when somebody jumps to your website, the very first place they look is in the top corner where you're typically where you see a logo. And there's a reason why that is, why logos are usually in the top corner because people see your brand. Mm -hmm. They see who you are, be it your name or your business name, really key piece. So then they know confidently, like, hey, I found this person. This is who it is. Right. Then across the top of the F, you see the navigation links. So quite often you'll see on some websites like five, 10, 15 options on that top menu. But to me, when you're starting to build that website, look at how can you condense that? How can you make that smaller? Like what are the main like three or four actions Mm -hmm. that you want your potential customers to see, be it your services, a little bit about who you are so they can feel confident and trust in you maybe a way to contact you or you could leave that way down in the footer. I mean, we, Anne and I talked about that as far as mm-hmm. the navigation aspects with her website and kind of where to place things and how to simplify stuff. And we, we, we got it there, move, move a few things down in the footer and off you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, then as you move into the F, then you kind of come down the line and this is where kind of the tagline and thinking about what is the problem you are uniquely trying to solve for your potential customers that becomes that main line. So when you look at a lot of websites, you'll see like logo navigation, and then maybe 
two statements or five or 10 words even. And then comes the last very important piece, never to be shy of. What's your call to action? Mm -hmm. What do you want them to do once they've seen who you are, what, what you're offering? Well, once they know what you're offering, what do you want them to do? Like in my case, I want people to book a consultation call. Mm-hmm. Call me, let's chat, let's find out how I can help you, what stage you're at in your website. And so that's my call to action, book a call. Yeah, and that's that's worthy of noting because I'm always about um, everything you do in social media, everything you do on YouTube, everything you do anywhere out there, um, the goal has to be to get them back to the mothership. Okay, that being the website. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you're going to get their email address most commonly. I mean, you can get it other places too, but um, it's always trying to get them back to the website. So what you're doing is very clever in the sense that you're asking people to book um, a consultation. Well, you've got their email address right then and there, right? So you've accomplished exactly. two things. You've engaged with them. You've, you've, it's a call to action, but it's kind of a double call to action, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, and the other brilliant thing is, and this works for you with, email marketing or for all of us is I, I don't know if Linda went into last week discussions of like spam laws and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know it's different in different countries, but if they book a consultation and give me their email address, you're good to go. I'm happy. I'm, I'm ready to rock. The law is not coming after me. If I start sending them a weekly little, Hey, how's your website doing? Could you use some help Mm -hmm. or do you, how do you feel about your logo? Do you want some help with that or other design services that I offer? Right, right. Yeah, that's that's really good. I have now. What's your feeling on pop-ups? Oh, this is a <laughs> this is a pain point for me. I know. I <laughs> yeah, we've had this conversation. <laughs> I absolutely hate pop-ups. Yeah, yeah. I've seen stats. I know they work. I know websites have them. They work. I despise pop-ups. Yeah. To me, in my brain, that's instantly you've lost credibility. I want to click that X to get that pop-up gone. Yeah. And I want off your site because I don't want more pop-ups. Right. And, and I see a few yeah. of you smiling. You you know what the, this is. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, and especially think now, like you hit a website and suppose somebody's hitting you like five seconds into you scrolling on their page. Boom, subscribe to my newsletter. Well, you try hitting that X and then you realize way down on the bottom of the page, occupying some screen real estate is, hey, accept our cookie policy. So there's two pop-ups right away. So what about cookie policy? Like, I'm, I don't have that on my website. Maybe I should. I don't think it's, it was kind of important previously, or it's important for companies that are gathering large amounts of data. Mm-hmm. But for those of us with small business and offering services or basic products to clients I don't think it's that important like you're not trying to get credit card information in the way that you're using it for a lot of things like that you're not and even in that in your paywall you can put that kind of information in Um, I honestly think it's unnecessary and redundant like most of us that surf the internet we know there's cookies now we know Mm -hmm. information is being collected in some basic manner be it them miraculously figuring out demographics about you and your buying habits or whatever. So then you get on your timeline on Facebook and whatnot, all these wonderful things that you were searching for. And now Facebook saying, Hey, you need to buy this. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, cookies is life. I I don't think that there's a need for that policy to be a pop-up anymore, but some websites still think they do. 
now I know. Um, is the I'm sorry, Heather had a question here. I missed it. I'm sorry. Is the call? Yeah, to I, I, I'm pretty anti pop up. Yes, the call to action could could be a pop up. Doesn't have to be. I have I have one on my site, um, but apparently it's going to go away soon. Uh, and um, <laughs> but I also have a call to action just below it, right? Yeah. So if you had just scrolled through, you would have seen it, right? It's a more. I'll, I'll put a caveat call. to it too, though. I'm saying I hate pop-ups. I find them very annoying. And I see other people shaking their head like, yes, I hate pop-ups. Oh, I do too. But Agreed. the flip side is, honestly, the reason they happen and occur is they work. Yeah. Well, like I, yeah, with my active campaign um, program, it shows me where people are coming from. And it's huge for me. Like, it, it's really huge for me, the pop-up. Um, so it's kind of hard yes. to, to turn it off, but I agree with you. I think they're annoying as hell. Um, Kathy's got a question with regard to pop-ups. What about if it is at the end of their viewing when they go to click out? Um, that's actually I think that can work more. That's mm -hmm. not a bad idea, honestly. Like it, instead of it being that first few seconds of you on a website, bling, yeah, it, it being more of a, hey, before you go, maybe this extra thing might be interesting. That, that's a good soft sell. That's not a bad idea and a bad use of pop-ups. Can you mechanically make that happen, Polly D? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I knew you were my man. <laughs> good, we'll make that change. I, mean, I, I, I say that I like on the that basis idea. of it is, it, it's platform dependent mm -hmm. as to what they will or they won't. But I, I've got, I know Anne's heard me say this a few times in the course of us working together. It's only code. Yeah. And I know for some that's scary and overwhelming, but I, I do write code. So yeah. to me, it's only code and I can manipulate it. That's a great idea, Kathy. Thank you for bringing that up. I think that's, yeah, I, 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 I like, like that. The feel idea. Of that. I really do like the feel of that. Um, now with regards to cookies, as I think this forward, uh, I know I have a, a different beast than a lot of you guys do. I have the membership site and I have had members who have had difficulty accessing their membership because they have to go in and allow cookies. Mm -hmm. So is there a way to get around that sort of thing? Um, like, do you put that in the sign up? Would you like, how would you manage that? Um, Cause I hate for people to pay for a membership and then have difficulties getting into it. You want it to be a seamless kind of a process, right? Yeah. It, it, it's always fascinating how diverse opinions are on how locked down you make your browser and your information. Mm -hmm. And so cookies definitely being one of it. Some folks do completely disable cookies because they're concerned about every little piece of information right. and would rather have that concern than maybe say the convenience of Facebook or Google or Bing or whatever, knowing some particulars about you and serving you some more personalized content. I, I think in the case of things like membership and stuff, somewhere along the sign up process, not that I expect people to read these things but like some kind of smaller font print suggesting hey if you have cookies disabled you're going to need to enable them for this you know why i don't worry about this stuff <laughs> it, oops because you're handling it <laughs> <laughs> i'm not worrying about this stuff because that's, that's your baby <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah um listen as far as kind of the rest of the worksheet that I provided, a lot of it was just more going through that, like branding and what your website purpose is and yeah. helping you have some thought process either with the site you already have, or if you're in a redesign process or you don't have a site to start 
getting those gears turning kind of is homework of what should be on my website, what should be on some particular pages, like your homepage and your services page and things like that. Uh, to me, it's, a, it's also something good to review every once in a while to go back and look at because you change your business changes. You, you have new interests that you want to offer as services. I mean, gosh, when I became a web developer, I didn't know I would get into e-commerce. And then I started specializing in e-commerce for a couple of years, or I didn't realize honestly, my talent in graphic design work or print design and branding and marketing. And all of a sudden that starts becoming services and a change in the design of my website. So it's good to hold on to that kind of stuff and to review it and think like, does this still align or maybe it's time to make some changes. Uh, so that, that's kind of the purposes of the worksheets that I created for you to look to look at and get, get those gears turning. So um, oh, sorry, Paul. The, the worksheets yeah. are available if you look at your last week's um, message that I sent out. In there, there's a resource link and the code to get into it is unique. It was something that Linda had set up. So um, I'll send it, I'm going to be sending it out again after we redo this one. But Paul did up a great worksheet and it's in the resources. So from all four weeks, last week, this week, and the next two weeks, there'll be resources put in that area for you in the resources area. So you'll be able to access that. And... Um, yeah, so it's super organized. It's, it's she, oh, mm. You couldn't get in when you tried. You know what? There was an issue with getting into it. Yes, um, she had it hidden for some reason, and it it's, should be had no trouble. But just look for all the information. When I send it out um, with all of this recording and whatnot, um, yeah, it's, I looked, used it the other day, and it's absolutely slick, slick, slick. It looks so good. She created a whole new website for it and, and just like a, a landing page, I guess is what it is. So a place to, uh, to house all of our documents. So. Yeah. Yeah. So to kind of look at the big question of like, why the heck do you want a website? I mean, we've, we've looked at the idea of how many people look for products and services, how many businesses don't have a site. And well, that means if you've got a site, you're not one of those 46%. So you're gaining access to new customers. People are potentially finding you, which means you're going to make more money. You're going to be able to help more people. Cool. Um, you get credibility. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I, I find now. I mean, maybe it's generate generation that I am and younger or whatnot. And I'm probably older than you assume I am. Um, you just, you get more credibility. Like 56% of people say that they won't deal with the web with a business does not have a website or not a good website. I, I'm probably super guilty of that. Like if I can't find a business website, and run through and learn a little bit about them to make a decision before I pick up a phone call or before I go visit their place of business, forget about it. You're not getting my business. Exactly. Agreed. So that having that website just instantly boosts your credibility and people feeling that you're legit. And then they kind of get a feel of, are you the expert they're looking for? So to me, that's, that's huge. And like I said, too, it's not a matter of do you have, just do you have a website? It's, is your website well designed? Is it working well on mobile? Because let, let's face it, I mean, dating myself such, we're not talking 1995 mm -hmm. with GeoCities anymore, where you have some weird, unique domain name and flashing everything and spinning <laughs> this and that and yeah. Adobe Flash. 
I, I'm sure a few of you remember that. But yeah. if you have like a nice, well-branded, working, easy to navigate website, your credibility and your access to customers just through the roof. And don't you feel that the, the, the way I see my website is it's a handshake, it's a greeting. Um, mm-hmm. And I try to speak, the language that I put on my website is the way that I talk. You know, it's, it's the way that I speak. I try to keep it very me. Um, you know, and a good case in point here is we've got Sandy Atkins, who's a numerologist. We've got Brandy Lee, who's a numerologist. We've got Ann Perry, who's a numerologist. Guess what? There is no competition between the three of us because we are all unique people. And that's why it's important that we convey our uniqueness on our websites so that people can say, no, I don't want to deal with Ann Perry. I would prefer to deal with Brandy Lee, you know, or I would prefer to deal mm-hmm. with Sandy or whatever. So it's getting that unique message out there. It's that, it's that handshake that says, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is how I do it. I'm a no bullshit kind of numerologist, or I'm somebody who's very, you know, um, technical, you know, I don't pretend to be a technical numerologist. That's not my thing at all. Right. And I make it very clear. If you're looking for technicalities, you're not going to find it with me. So, um, and I do have a unique way in which I do my readings and the new unique way in which I, um, offer the, uh, um, the courses and whatnot, the way I teach. And I put that out there because that makes me stand out as unique. So I, I really feel that that's, I mean, that's what this whole program is about, right? Is trying to keep it as unique as possible. Um, mm-hmm. And less is more, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Well, and honestly, that's one of the things that drew me to you when we first started talking is you're you, you're Anne. It's, yes. there, 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 there's nothing hidden. It's just who you are. And like language and personality and stuff just absolutely shines through you, your websites and whatnot. Uh, yeah, so it's, it, I just think it's super cool that way. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid for each of you to be you. Yeah. That, that's why I, I, I embrace who I am. My websites are super colorful and so forth. It's a lot of fun yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, oh, your website's yeah. amazing. I love it. It is so vibrant when you you just feel good when you go to Polly D's website. It's like wow, it's so great. You got to check it out. It's very very. Well, fun. And it's fun too. Like I, I even do that with business cards. For a while, I had designed a business card because I always thought, you know, I've got basically five seconds to impress somebody to make them feel like I'm capable of what I say I'm capable of. Yep. So like my business card for the longest time was a cartoon drawing of me, mm-hmm. and it was. an off shade of black and a very vibrant yellow and just fun yeah but the cool thing is it also worked as a filter for my business because yes the people that there were people that thought I was too fun yeah yeah and that's okay yeah there's other people that can help them out that are a little more toned down whereas I'm me I'm vibrant I'm I, I, I try to be fun and playful and try to make that shine through and so for each of you, as you look through the site you have or redesign or as if you're starting to build a site, yeah. flavor it with you. Yeah. Because the, the, the world needs you. It needs the way you look at things and the way you do things. And don't be shy about it. And that's the whole thing. I think that that's, that's what we have to realize is the more we put ourselves out there. I mean, you look at your website. And I don't know if it's a can of beer you're drinking or what it is, but it cracked me up when I saw it. Um, and I thought, you know what? This is good. I'm, I'm going to like this guy. I can already, you know, but if I was the kind of person who was kind of like, mm, no, I want somebody more corporate. I want, 
then guess what? We, why waste each other's time? Mm-hmm. Why waste? Because I want to deal with somebody who's fun and light and whatnot. But if I'm the kind of person that wants to deal with somebody who's very corporate, I'm hoping that you're going to portray that on your website. And then I will be that, that audience, you know, and I will be that good. It's like that filter you talk about. It's like you, you're, you're appealing to your, your clientele. Absolutely. And yeah. I mean, that, that's one of the big things about why a website too, is because ha- having a website that is unique to who you are and the services you offer, it will save you time. 100%. Once it's done. Now we've already talked about how, how it can seem overwhelming the task of getting yeah. there and having your website launched and live. But once it's there, yeah. honestly, your website can be your best employee. It will save you time. Oh. It's amazing because not only does the website kind of become that in fancy terms, that sale funnel where you can draw people in to see the services you offer and confidently make a purchasing decision, or at least talk to you for a consultation or whatever the case may be. Uh, In the case of some, like we'll pick on retail, how many calls they probably take in a run would take in a run of day. Are you open? What are your hours? Mm. What do you sell? Well, all of a sudden that website is your customer service person. That's right. It's telling the, your potential customers, what do you offer? So it saves you time that way because then you're not feel, feeling that. Or like we were just discussing, it saves you time because it helps you filter potential customers. It, it, if you're too fun or you're not fun enough, or maybe they're looking for something else. Like I, I've got friends that just because they know I do computer things, they're like, oh, go to my friend. Polly's website and uh, find his contact information and he'll teach you how to fix your computer. And like, <laughs> my website doesn't tell you that I fix computers. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, the, the whole reason that this program is called Just Do You is because for a long time, Ann Perry didn't do her. She was trying to do everybody else and comparing herself to everybody else. Right. And that's why I was really mm. struggling with my business. It wasn't until I finally found the courage to just do me, did I find wild success right so i feel that that's you know and it all starts with the website it starts with your youtube channel it starts with however you put yourself out there i guess branding to a degree but it's how how much are you risking putting yourself out there and talking to your audience and engaging with them like you know sandy is a queen at getting up on on um uh, facebook and doing a, a random live you know she doesn't care if her hair's not done or whatever she just she gets inspired and she does it she just gets up there and does it right and that's, you know, and I'm sure many of you are the same, but it's just really inspiring to see people do that and to find the courage to do that because that shows me who that person is. That's the kind of person mm. I want to deal with, right? Um, yeah. Well, it exudes confidence and builds trust. Yes, yes, absolutely. Do we want to open up for some questions, Paul? Or, are you, or did you need to um, I, w- I wanted to hit one other thing about why, okay. why you need a website and then we can definitely hit some questions and then we'll jump into, Hey, you've got a website. So what do you do afterwards? Um, the, one of the other things is you are in control when you have a website. How many of you within your line of services have tried to create a Facebook ad only to have the Facebook, please come back and say, Hey, you can't word it that way. That's, offensive or not appropriate or you, you can't ask something simple like are you feeling okay and with Facebook being like ah oh, flag we're not putting that up yeah with, with your own website you don't deal with that you're in control you own your data you get to also choose how you look 
how your pictures and everything are presented. If you've got a particular font you like, you get to choose that because you have the control with your site. Right. Unlike relying on a Facebook page or other social media platforms, or even I, I've known some businesses to use uh, Tumblr as an example, trying to make that to be their website. And they control it. They still control your data. They control how you look. Yeah. They control what you can post. And who wants to go through all the time and effort of having a great brand, knowing that you're offering something that the world needs, especially because it's you or it's your cat. <laughs> nice kitty. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it's just because it puts you in control. H having your website, you are in fully full control of how of what you have and yeah. how you present yourself. And I, I think that's the most important because you didn't put all that time in to have somebody else tell you how to run your business and how to be you. And how many people, I'm sure you've got horror stories that you could tell of people who invested all their time and energy into Facebook only to have their pages shut down. Um, mm -hmm. or groups had to be collapsed or, you know, people invest so much time and energy thinking that, you know, oh, it's okay. I got it on Facebook. I got a bazillion followers and whatnot. Yeah. Well, until Facebook goes, nah, you're out of here. And you spend all or until time. Facebook goes dark for a few hours, which it has in the past. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And, and then everybody jumps to Twitter or other thing, other social medias to get their fix. Yeah. We don't. But yeah. I mean, like, I, I know people that you. have. <laughs> exactly. Like, I know people that have had written tons and tons of notes and information on Facebook as kind of their blog. Yeah. Can you find notes anymore on Facebook? No. Uh doesn't exist a lot of the pictures that, that whole section's gone yeah yeah as soon as they want to shrink it you know it's you're at risk so yeah you can't invest too too much in facebook for sure or any of the social media accounts and i don't want to be anti-social media like i, I live on it a lot it's mm -hmm. a great tool to use in your arsenal as far as marketing and stuff because you can do a lot of great marketing for basically no cost using those things yeah but at the end of the day, it does not replace your website. Right. Right. Yeah. I was hacked on Instagram and I don't have the courage to go back. <laughs> it's just, I really don't. I have no interest in going back. So I'm doing fine without it. So I probably will never go on it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, to, to me, that's kind of the, the important thing is as to why, like, mm. because it's your best, it can be your best employee because you're in control because it helps you be found and connected to people and potential clients. Like it's. And you're not censored. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to think how bad it would be if Facebook or others were trying to censor me based on the, the way that I talk sometimes. So um, Heather's making a comment here. She said, I bought a social books to get all my posts in an archive because Facebook potential is to delete, lose, etc." Hmm. You'll have to share more about that here in a minute. <laughs> That's cool. Excellent. Yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> Just <see the> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it, it, it's it's hilarious. <laughs> it, it's absolutely hilarious, Sandy, the amount of times and that people comment on my background. <laughs> uh, even Anne, like every time we, we chat, she's like, I love your background. I'm like, it, to me, it was just a default Zoom background. It might be a Mac only thing because I just switched to 
the new series of Macs a couple months ago. And then magically I got this cool blurred out background and I love it. There is a way to do There's, it. There, there is a way. If you go on YouTube, there is a video. Um, yeah. On how to create, you, you basically take a picture of your office without you in it. Um, and then you upload it. I think you can do it in Canva actually. And then you can blur it all out and that becomes your uploaded picture uh, for the background for Zoom. Yeah, whereas mine, like it's just some kind of weird filter, which yeah. is great because then nobody sees my messy living room behind me <laughs> or my cats wrestling. Yeah, it's all good. We, we are a cat friendly group. <laughs> yeah, or I, you may have seen shadows move behind me of my kids coming in from a walk. Yeah. It, it's a great background. I love it. Yeah. So does anybody, as far as like why you need a website or stages of where you're at in your website have any questions? Oh, surely you have a question. I can see Sandy's mind is twisting. <laughs> um, yeah, my question is really related. So my website's a Squarespace website that I've been working on and um, we've decided to uh, launch it in its most simplest form because it's just taking so much time. So is it wrong to do that? Like uh, I haven't got resources and stuff on there. I've just kept it really simple so that they can basically just use it as an opportunity to land, get the background information like, you know, as um, Anne so brilliantly said, it's like uh, what? It's like the handshake or, you know, that credibility thing for me and um, either book, you know, a reading or um, a poster. But I, can it be too simple? It looks beautiful, well, by the way. But yeah. Can it be too simple? I think it could be too simple in that you're not still answering kind of the pain point of what you're trying to solve or introducing yourself. But from what, from what I'm hearing from you, like it sounds more like what we call, say, a landing page, which says, here I am. This is the basics yeah. of what I'm about. Um, almost in kind of small business terms, you've created what's known as the minimum viable product as far as your website. And that's perfectly okay because the cool thing about a website is it can grow and it can expand yeah. mm -hmm. and you can build it out. Because let, let, let's be honest, it, with seven days a week and 365 days a year and you've got potentially family and hobbies and other things outside of your business plus how busy your business is especially if you're like myself as a solopreneur trying to do marketing and accounting and deal with your customers like finding that time so at least starting out with that basic of that one page that's fine you're not limiting yourself uh, the only place you might be is in more of the SEO, the search engine optimization, because there may not be as t much content on your site. Google may not rank you as high because you don't then appear like an authority in that. But as far as just getting yourself out there, that's better than nothing. Yeah, so I, it's got a few pages and there's a few photos and stuff Um and I sort of had a panic the other day about how um, I didn't have uh, resources. So what after last week's session, 
we, my graphic designer and I decided that maybe I, in my journal part, you know, which, you know, she said I had to write four journals, which just spun my wheels. And so we decided that my first one could be about talking about who lights me up and where I go when I need to be inspired or whatever. And so then I'm going to link Anne's page. (laughs) (laughs) um, That honestly is a brilliant tactic for SEO purposes. When you're linking to other experts, that elevates you. Oh, great. Well, she's the expert and, and I'm just, you know, the warrior, you know, (laughs) but, um, Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. It's a, it's a big, it's a big um, undertaking, but anyway, that's enough out of me because I could carry on and talk forever. I want to point something out. So um, Sandy, you've always had a bit of a thing for your image. We've talked about that in your coaching, right? Because you're a 19 one, fair enough, but you've actually found the guts to put it out there, right? To actually launch it. And I think that if, and quote me if I'm wrong, Polly, but it, I feel that if you sit around and wait for perfection, you are never going to get it launched, right? Mm-hmm. You got to get it out there, make it as decent as you can, even if it's a couple of pages, right? Um, you got to find, my opinion is you have to have a landing plate. Like you got to have a place for them to land so you can capture their email mm-hmm. address, right? Tell them who you are and get that email address or, or why bother, you know? You're right. I mean, the- Quite, quite often but be proud of yourself. different clients will hear me say some just launch it dirty yeah yeah because you're never going to achieve the perfection that you have in your mind right now the change all the time yeah it's an evolving thing because that, that's kind of it like once you have a website well what the heck do you do with it what the heck's next it's not like i said a field of dreams if you build it and they'll come because mm-hmm. they're not going to. They need to know it's there. Place it, search engines need to know it's there. Um, probably one of the greatest analogies that I heard on a website is a website is a puppy, not a microwave. Is a what? It's a puppy, okay. not a microwave. <laughs> and now you're all like, what the heck is this guy on? <laughs> I just so, had a moment. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So here's the deal. You, you, you need a microwave. You go down to, for lack of better place, it comes to my brain, Walmart. Right. And you pick up your $100 microwave or whatever. You come home, you take it out of the box, you put it on the counter. You, you run some meals through it. If you're like me, you might clean it once every six months. <laughs> and there it just sits. You, you yeah. use it, it's there. You, you don't really put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. Whereas a puppy, you have to feed it. You have to walk it. You have to pay attention to it. You have to pet it. When, when it's barking at you at like three in the morning to go out and water your lawn for you, you've yeah. got to do that. Like there, there's maintenance to it. And that's why I say your website is like a puppy. You, you've got to feed it. So you've got to f- give it fresh content. Yes. Because if your content goes stale and sits there for a couple of years, next thing you're going to know, all those potential customers you might reach, that's going to kind of nosedive because Google's going to be like, ah, eh, maybe they're out of business. We don't know if they're doing anything. So that's where like writing those journals, 
sure not not everybody's great on the skill aspects of that or comfortable writing but just do it yeah go ahead Sandy um so is there a thought process on how regular that updated content has to be not necessarily um the biggest is especially if you're going to write a journal or blog post or kind of resource post be consistent don't spew out three or four of them be and be like me and ignore it for two or three months and then be like oh yeah i've got to i've got to write something and then go back and do it having that consistency if it's once every couple months once a month once a week five times a week whatever that rhythm is that you feel works for best for you do do that because to me it's that consistency Kathy, do you want to talk to Paul about that? Yeah, sure. Hi, Paul. Hey. Um, I just asked Anne the question, journals, I'm not familiar. Like I was asking, is it kind of like a blog or like a newsletter that's attached to the website? What is, what is the journal thing? I'm going to make an assumption reference using the word journal would be like blog. Oh, okay. So same thing. Or like if it's your resource page and you're writing helpful articles for your clients. Okay, perfect. Different terminologies. Okay. I just hadn't heard it before. It's 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 an Australian Kiwi thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's just, that's just it, Sandy. Perhaps I need to come to Australia and learn that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Come come and see me. I like that idea. Anne will be coming with you, I'm sure. Anne's coming. Yeah, Anne's coming. Anne's coming. Rose is coming. You had a whole family coming. Yay. (laughs) Sounds good. So, Paul, I have a question with regards to that, with with expanding on the blog thing. So I do, uh, because because I have Linda Daly holding me, you know, she has a a gun to my head for the first and the 15th of every month. I have to deliver, right? If I didn't have her holding me accountable, I wouldn't do it. I know that. Mm -hmm. Guilty. Yeah. So I have two newsletters that go out, uh, one every two weeks, right? Is there a way to take if, if, and I mean, newsletters are, as we learned last week, obviously a huge value to our business, but can we somehow um, link our newsletters to our website or? Oh, yes. You can do that? Well, yep. get on um, already. <laughs> so show of hands, like who's using Squarespace? If you're not, it's not a bad thing. Um, Squarespace makes it ridiculously simple when you write a post you can set set it up so it just automatically sends that as a newsletter to your to your people um other ones too like if your website's built on wordpress there's plugins and stuff that can do that too uh i squarespace is newer for me like i've been working with it for about six months or more but I w- I've been a long-term WordPress guy, but then kind of jumped on Squarespace, partly to stretch my muscles and try something different and see what other services I can offer. But WordPress definitely has some plugins and some options to do that as well, as does I'm sure, although I've not worked with, but I'm sure like Wix and uh, other services, wherever your website is hosted, there's gotta be some kind of opportunity for that to happen. And I love that part. That's where your website can save you time. Mm-hmm. because 
if you automate those processes, I mean, a brilliant example here is I had this great little plugin on my site. For years, I wrote a blog quite regularly uh, in one of the sites that I had. And I had this little um, plugin in my WordPress site that once a week, it would go through my posts. Like if I didn't write something new that week, somehow it knew. And then it would, if I didn't write something, it would go through my posts and find a post that I haven't shared in a while or that isn't getting a lot of traffic. And then it would push that post to my Twitter and my Facebook and, and drive more traffic. And people were always thinking, wow, you write so much. And I'm like, I wrote that five years ago. And yeah, now this yeah. little snippet is being, mm-hmm. here you go, read this. It, it's great. Could you just um, uh, reiterate to me the, the reference of post? Like when, when I hear the word post, I think you're saying instagram or facebook is that correct uh no or are you referring to like like a blog journal okay yeah all right um i I can definitely see that confusion because we post to facebook and post to instagram so what you're Um, saying is that you can write a journal on your website and then somehow that's formulated into like a heading that then you post on your facebook page Mm-hmm. You see that I'm a real numpty in the whole yeah. space. Well, <laughs> or, and not, not just limited to Facebook. Like I, yeah. on my polyd.ca, because of some of the customers I'm trying to reach, yeah. when I write a post, it pushes to LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. LinkedIn's it's, just looking like a business Facebook page now, isn't it? I, like, I went on there the other day much. and it was like, holy heck, that's just changed so much. And it's almost mm. like it's a cool acceptable facebook page for lawyers and you know people that think that they need to be taken seriously mm. kind of for Sorry. everybody in it business honestly i mean yeah for, you, you could use it well too I, actually it's because of linkedin that ann and i connected it is. because oh, yeah. yeah honestly like i i i had pushed it was actually this function it was i wrote a post of why why Squarespace, why I chose to go with Squarespace. It auto-posted to LinkedIn. A friend of mine who is a web designer in Halifax, she she deals with a bigger bigger businesses. Like I like to focus on small business entrepreneurs and nonprofits. And she likes the like hundred person businesses and the big next scale up. Uh, anyway, so she saw my post about why Squarespace on LinkedIn and immediately sent me a message. She's like, I didn't know you do Squarespace. That's great. Can I send you people? Because I don't want to deal. I don't do Squarespace. I'm WordPress only. And this is kind of my wheelhouse and clients, but I know you like small business. I'm like, absolutely. So she had sent my information actually to Linda Daly, who then said to Anne, hey, you need to talk to this guy. But it was because of that. It was because of the automated posting of, I wrote a Y Square Squarespace blog on my website, automated to LinkedIn, yeah. and then became this chain of events to now I get the enjoyment of working with Anne. And I had the trouble. I was really struggling because I was having a hard time finding somebody who did Squarespace from Canada because I was dealing, everybody seemed to be in the States. And you know, then you're dealing with the time zone thing and whatnot. At least Paul mm. and I are on the same time zone. He's in St. John, by the way, Kathy. Kathy's in Moncton. So, yeah, so is Heather. Yeah. 
So I am in Moncton. Oh, I thought you were in St. John's twice a week. Oh, okay. No, I'm I, I'm in St. John's. Yeah. I, I'm in Moncton like a couple times a week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. So I, go ahead. All right. I wanted to um I wanted to ask. I'm looking at your the the document that you referenced. Um, and it talks here, like in the, the branding template, it speaks about like tone, um, elevator pitch, those types of things. Does do the you as a web designer, do you help us to come up with ideas for that? Or is that something that we should already have coming in? Excellent question. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. <laughs> I personally deal with it because I, I do help with branding. I help with logo design. I kind of help you discover your brand voice. That's one of the services that I that I do. Other designers just strictly design websites and don't deal with that aspect. Or there's businesses that that's what they deal with only and they don't do websites. Uh, it, it all kind of varies on who you're working with. For me, I had made a goal to be kind of that one-stop shop. So you, you don't have to deal with multiple people and multiple bills and whatnot. Yeah. And so that's kind of why I put it there. But also looking at that, <laughs> the elevator pitch and tone and things like that, to me, that very much informs the overall layout and design of your site. Because when you, when you nail down that elevator pitch, that like you've, you've got 10 seconds when you're going past somebody on an escalator to tell them what you do, that's your website. Mm. So if you think in that brief clarity of wording, that, 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 that's that lo lower horizontal line of the F. Hmm. Don't they say, that, isn't that true? It's something it's somewhere between seven to 10 seconds to grab their attention. If you don't get it, you're gone. You think about yep, the yep. way you search the internet. Boom, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. But you land on this site, you land on that site. And it's like, eh, moving on. So how often do you really dig in deep into that? And, and maybe you should be paying attention to what is it that caused me to dig that deep? What, what mm -hmm. was it that wrote me in to make me want to learn more? So, uh, so yeah, I, so I had included the branding aspects, not knowing if, if you've gone through that thought process and if not very helpful from the beginning to go through that process of like vision, mission, your tone of voice. So who are you uniquely as you and how do you talk? Are you kind of like me and you probably sound like one of the guys down at the Naval Yard in Halifax <laughs> or I'm behaving tonight um, or, or, do you, or like what, what's your elevator pitch and your tagline and those kind of things that that will exercise will help inform the wording through the West, rest of your website is kind of the goal of that. Um, Does that make sense? Yes, thank you. Rose, you've got a question. No, I I say I'm in business with him now. <laughs> We're in business. <laughs> I want to simplify my website. I, I think I have too many pages. And I want to change the pictures. I want to redo it. I'm not happy with it. Mm -hmm. We write it, redo everything. You've been saying that for a while. Yeah. So yeah. I've got a photographer now. So we have the chat. So he said. You're gonna find a few areas where we live, about five spots, take pictures, show them to me. I say, I want to be by water, like a lake or the ocean because we're near the ocean. So he's going to uh, 
Yeah, show me. So we we're waiting for a sunny day. And as he lives next door, he's not far. He's a two street down from me. So just call me and we can go and take a few pictures and redo the website. And yeah, no, I'll send them speech. to you. <laughs> you got to go to court speech. <laughs> right, right there. That, that That's a brilliant step to look, getting somebody who's a good photographer. Yeah. I mean, you, you can do good enough. Like I nice iPhone, like you can take some decent pictures that way, yeah. but to actually work with a professional on that kind of thing, that really will help you stand out a lot more. Yeah. So he came, we, he talked to me. So he saw my personality and he, he had an idea of what I was looking for. So, uh, and he even took some of my cards. He said, I, I, I bring your customers. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So Rose is in Halifax, Paul. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. So at least you guys would be on the same yeah. time zone too if you chose to work together. So yeah. I, I I love Halifax. Like Halifax, I can actually consider my home. Like I grew up in little fishing villages on the south shore of Nova Scotia. No way. But spent adult life mostly in Halifax. Cool. Which fishing village is it? Um <laughs> which ones weren't it is probably an easier answer. Like I, I, I was born in Yarmouth. I grew ah. grew up in Shelburne County around Barrington Passage okay. area. I graduated from the massive Barrington Municipal High School. <laughs> uh, and then like my family homestead and area is all down towards Liverpool area. So yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. But I, I've lived in some remote strangely remote spots in Nova Scotia too where like you drive 45 minutes to buy milk because mm -hmm. they exist it's mm -hmm. weird yeah yeah uh yeah I think it's really neat when you can have pictures taken where you live mm -hmm. uh I mean that's one thing I learned through the process of, with my website was I used to have all these crazy pictures of numbers and things but you know what none of that says anything mm -hmm. when I took that all down and I put pictures of me riding my horse and playing with my dog and sitting on the rocks and sitting in the garden and stuff like that. that's Ann Perry. Right. And that's when things started to convert mm. better for me. So I, I didn't have, you know, it's, if they're there, it's because they're looking for a numerologist. They already know that they don't need to see numbers. Right. But they have to know whether I'm the right one to connect with. So mm -hmm. I have to show my personality. Well, yeah. and on that topic of pictures, um, not that I'm going to say this is inherently bad, mm -hmm. But try on your website to stay as much away from stock photography as possible. Agreed. Totally. So like when you go to like unsplash.com or sites that give you really nice photographed pictures, mm -hmm. maybe in a pinch, if you're building your website and you want to launch it dirty and you just need a picture to fill a particular spot, go for it. But generally speaking, don't use those generic stock photos. Because that's not uniquely you. Yeah. That's not your ocean scene in Halifax or you riding the horse or the beauty of Australia. Like that's, it doesn't showcase you. It's like I, on my website, for, as a great example, um, the header video that I have in the background is actually a video that I shot out on about 20 minutes outside of St. John. We've got this lovely little provincial park and I had my family out for a walk on a Sunday pulled my phone out and just shot about 10 seconds of the ocean crashing on the rocks there 
cool. and local people that know that park know that lookout point and probably if they're keen can pick apart which rocks those are so even to do like i'm a big one for video i i just i love seeing people's videos i love welcome videos um i, I just got a brand new camera which i have no sweet clue how to use but i'm gonna figure it out um <laughs> but i was kind of thinking it would be nice to have me sitting out on the rocks and have a video intro rather than me sitting in the office where i always am you know mm -hmm. uh, get if you can get the sound right and such it might be nice so rose maybe that well, something you could do too yeah. you you kind of highlight like you you saying like how you switched your pictures over to you riding a horse you on the rocks yeah. it it's showcasing you we we've established as the brand but it's showing that kind of lifestyle that personality of who you are and that's what people are going to attach to that with, with me, it's like my, my profile picture and says she's not sure if I'm drinking a beer or what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm actually holding like I've got a really nice coffee mug that has stickers all over it of brands and things that I've designed. Okay. And so it's kind of it's kind of my flex. Yeah, when, beer is more fun, but whatever. When, when, when I sit there and I drink out of my coffee mug and it's got all these graphics and stuff of stuff I've designed. So okay. when somebody's like, what, what do you do? I'm like this. Yeah. And I'm drinking beer out of my coffee mug. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you can't do it. You, you, you can't openly do it in public. So you have to hide it somehow. Just teasing. <laughs> it, it's uh, a little less conspicuous than a brown bag. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's a little old school. <laughs> um, Heather, I need you to open up for a sec. There she is. Hello, Heather in Moncton. Yes. Yes, there she is. Uh, so Heather is healingvitality.ca. Uh, she's a naturopath. So Heather has a podcast. Yeah. Really quite amazing, right? So maybe you can touch on that a little bit uh, to help us to all understand um, how that might benefit our websites. Um, she does a kick-ass job. She really does with it. She gets these really cool speakers and such. Isn't she good, Kathy? Yeah, she is. Amazing. So I think that we need to maybe elaborate on that a little bit, if you don't mind. And maybe you can give Heather some pointers on what she can do. Currently, it has a different brand than, like, I was going to type that in, but I knew that it was possibly unique to me so I didn't want to take up airspace but it could be anything like anybody can start a podcast and they're they're actually um like Anne you've got a podcast now that you repurpose your YouTube videos which I thought was brilliant um because it gives you a format for people to listen to you anywhere they can listen to you on a walk they can listen to versus watching a video they can't always do like when they're driving for example um but my podcast is a different brand name than my company name and I, I have it listed as a blog post and as a listen opportunity that connects to the host um who hosts my podcast so in that contradiction of branding um I wasn't sure if it creates an issue or if it actually gives me more SEO opportunities because I link every person's website to their individual podcast so when you were talking earlier about cross-referencing people or experts 
I was wondering, does this bring me more traffic possibly because I'm doing that? Or does it get lost in the shuffle because there's so much content? Great question. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, A, number one, well done on having your own podcast. It's something I've thought about doing and I've actually not done because I'm too scared that I'll run out of things to talk about, which <laughs> might be a little ridiculous. Yeah, it is. But I, I think it's awesome because especially right now, like with more people home, podcasts are a hot thing. Yeah. Uh, same, same as video, but I think podcast is a really hot medium to use. Um, where I could see the positives from an SEO standpoint, you, you, you're right, you do have a neat challenge where if it's branded differently, but is it this... Are you talking on your podcast about the same same kind of area and ser- service base that is what you offer in your primary business? So my podcast is highlighting intuition and getting people to listen to their intuition. So I spotlight people who have stories about that. So both Anne and Kathy have been guests and it can be like a large part of where it came from was I was running across clientele who weren't listening to their intuition. And lo and behold, I got inspired to make podcasts. I had no clue how to do that. And the rest is history. So a large part of what I do in my work is listen to my intuition to, to nudge people along their path to listen to their own intuition. So they are aligned, but in my services page, that's not what I tell people I do. I tell people that I help them with stress. I tell people that I help them emotionally and energetically and physically. The venue or the channel that that happens through is predominantly through using my toolbox and using intuition to get people there, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um. I think you're doing well either way. Like be, being the being two brands can be a challenge. Probably the best thing to do, and having not seen this, I'm going to make some assumptions here. But mm. as, as you put out, say the show notes for your podcast episodes, if you're constantly adding some kind of soft sell to that, that links back to your primary website, then what, what that's actually going to do is really establish you as the expert and the authority. If people, it, it also kind of almost creates a con- consultation call for people. So th- then they're listening to you and they can hear how you walk through things. Mm-hmm. Even if you do it a bit differently with clients versus the podcast, what, what, what's happening is they're building a trust and relationship with you, even though you're not directly in the relationship in the same way so you're Mm -hmm. probably more likely to do that so i would say if you don't within your show notes be hey by the way i offer this xyz service this is my web address go for it make that happen because Mm -hmm. that will massively elevate your seo because in your show notes you're linking to the experts you're linking to other people and showing that you're connected into a network but you're also linking to yourself right and what's interesting i have that in my blog posts so every episode is a blog post and i have the soft sell there and that goes out as a newsletter as well um 
but I don't have my soft sell in the transcripts of my show notes, but I have it in an audio of every single podcast. I'm like, oh, and by the way, if you need any support with, you know, stress, go to my store on my website, blah, 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 blah. So it is in every episode transcript in that, you know, 15 second advertisement at the start of every cool. podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because to me, the biggest thing is, all, especially when you're running that kind of dual brand of podcast, or if you have a YouTube channel or something like that, always be drawing back. This is the same as socials. Always be using those tools to draw people back down the line to your website. Mm-hmm. So for the, can I just ask a quick question on that? Of further course. to that, you had said um, how important it is to link to, uh, I think it was with Sandy, you know, Sandy's linking to me and, and, you know, we're all over the place, but my school of thought years, and we're talking years ago, like probably 15 years ago when I built my first website was I didn't want to put other people's links on there because my thinking was it took so much to get you here in the first place. Why would I give you a launching pad to go somewhere else? Mm-hmm. It's a great concern. Uh, that possibility. Important. I don't know. Absolutely. I mean, that, that, that possibility does exist. Typically, I will only link to other people's stuff in a blog post. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't put it on my homepage. I would even, even like, even on my homepage, like you'll see logos of a few businesses and brands that I've worked with. Those aren't linked images because the goal of that is to keep people on my site and to navigate through my site and looking at what Mm -hmm. I offer. Now, a blog post is a little bit different in which number one, you're establishing you're the expert, you're creating trust for the people that are connecting to you. And in that, sometimes it does help to be able to be like, oh, well, I read this from this, or I've, I've worked with this person. Right. And that's where it's okay to link. And that then shows them that, oh, you're up to date with other people, you're paying attention to stuff, you're not being your own little silo. Mm-hmm. But they're still reading through your words. They're still seeing you're the expert. You, your voice connects with the customer as who you are. Uh, and, and they'll buy into that because of who you are. Yeah, there's a fear that they're going to click that link and they're going to go off a rabbit trail onto a wild blue yonder and be like me with 40 tabs open on your browser. (laughs) And you're just wondering, will I ever get process all this information? But that's, that's definitely a risk you take, but I wouldn't fear that because your words are what's captivating and holding them to that page. I've actually created newsletters when Laura Warren, for example, um, she often does some really good videos or show off her free course or whatever. And for me to add more value to my clients or my potential clients, just my newsletter listing, I will often uh, put out a newsletter that says, hey guys, you know, Laura's got a new video. You might be interested in watching it. Here it is, right? Um, I really appreciate her work, blah, 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 blah. So I feature various colleagues, if you will, um, and uh, put it out that way. So it's still, I'm still coming in their inbox. I'm still reminding them that I'm there. I'm showing Mm -hmm. them that I... I don't mind sharing other people's stuff. You know, it's not all about Ann Perry and getting all the money kind of thing. It's like, let's share the wealth. Let's, let's be out there and, and you know, all for one, one for all, you know. Let's, yeah. let's well, what you're doing is you're, you're adding to your own voice. You're showing who yeah. you are because 
you're confident enough in yourself right. that you'll share other people's stuff. Yes. And it's maybe it's not your video, your words, but they still that's still building trust for you because mm-hmm. you're saying, I'm confident to myself and I know there's these other people that might say this better than I do. Yeah. Or I just thought this was cool. Yeah. Um, the other piece that I'm thread that I'm hearing through all of this, uh, going back to like, say Squarespace or WordPress sharing your posts mm-hmm. to other networks, or I, I'm hearing like blog and podcast connected together. There's a really good maintenance discussion in this where, in content creation. You don't have to think about just, I'm writing, I'm, I have to write a blog post, then I have to create a video, or I have to write a, do a podcast, or maybe I need to create Instagram pictures. You, you don't need to reinvent the wheel every time you do that. When you sit down, you create a blog post. Well, that blog post w- could be three or four paragraphs or whatever, of some good nuggets of information. Well, within that, is, is there something that's a quote? that's quotable, that all of a sudden, boom, you flip open Canva, you make yourself a nice little Instagram post, put that quote in it, and off to Instagram that goes. And maybe in your write-up of that on Instagram, you say, hey, this comes from whatever, and that becomes something linked. Or you you write a post and off it goes to your newsletters. So what, what you're doing is you're taking that one content piece and you're repurposing it, saving yourself time from recreating multiple things, but then you're connecting to other audiences or other ways to connect to potential customers or current customers. And the cool thing is all those current customers, especially like I'm a massive advocate of email newsletters over any other marketing means possible that you could have repeat customers that way. That's where people will come back and they'll cycle around. Oh, you offer this. Mm -hmm. Oh, you do that too. Mm -hmm. And because you wrote that blog post, which then went to an email Mm -hmm. newsletter, people see that. So see ways that you can take that one content piece that you put on your website and repurpose snippets of it through multiple channels. Mm. We'll be talking a lot about that next week when I do my presentation on YouTube on how amazing, if you'll just take the time to create a YouTube video, what you can do with that is ridiculous. And that's why I do them. Because <laughs> right? yeah. you can repurpose it in 15 different directions without reinventing the wheel every single time. Well, and to me, that's part of watering and feeding your puppy. Yeah. 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 Okay. That, 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 that's a massive maintenance aspect. <laughs> it is too. And that's what virtual assistants are wonderful for. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've yet to get to the virtual assistant standpoint, but it'll get there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, it, it saved my sanity. Did it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Is this an automated tool that you're using or an actual person? A person. So maybe you could share the person's name if you felt you wanted to in the chat box. Yeah, um, I'm not sure whether she's taking on anybody, but uh, well, then don't, don't, don't. No, you can. She can refer you to colleagues, um, virtual assistant, and if um, there is a, I've been given a name. 
of a wonderful um, concept in the United States who are all military um, spouses who are virtual assistants because they can move, be moved at any point in time. Um, Let me just find the, and because it doesn't matter where a virtual assistant is in the world. Um, but I've had amazing feedback from one of my podcast guests yeah. who um, use these people. And it's actually like a dating service, how they connect people together. Okay. Um, like they marry up your needs and your, and your, um, and, and personalities like, yeah, I'm going to, <laughs> it's kind of fun. I have to learn how to give up the need to control. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's been the best investment I've ever, 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 ever. She does pins for Pinterest. She does my blog and makes my podcast thing look pretty. She, she may be accountable to get the podcast out. She does my newsletter and makes it pretty. Like I just hand her content and she does it for a fee. It's bad. That's amazing. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Worth every penny. Oh, Sometimes can't you can't afford not to. Well, and that's kind of, you're right. Like that's one of the big things in business um, I find is sometimes it's better to hire the expert instead of you trying to do it. Like, so I, I and saying that I'll lead into like, so out of the group of you that have said you have a website, how many have done built it yourself versus how many have hired somebody to do it? I hired. Hired. Oh. Definitely hired. Game changer. Like the, uh, I've tried to do many things uh, as Anne knows in the past and never had the success um, as this time, you know, the flow. And I think it's because uh, with doing Anne's course and having that step-by-step process, right? This is where you're at. This is what we're doing. This is next. And having that little soft hand in the back of your back, but also using the professional people, um, like having my um, photos um, taken. Oh, my word. It was, I had in my mind it was going to be ridiculously expensive. It wasn't. She's a local girl. And you'll see when the website goes live, it, amazing job. And okay. and then with the website design, like employing someone like you, Paul, Paulie, um, it just, uh, like what uh, the other lady um, referred to, um, uh, sorry, Heather, yeah, she's got HD there. I can't really call her HD. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it just gives you that credibility and you get to breathe and just be you rather than all these hats on, you know, it's too big, too fat, too little, too, you know, all of that sort of stuff going right. So, yeah, I absolutely, um, uh, it's been a game changer for me. And yesterday when she handed the ownership over to me, I just bawled my eyes out. Just, yeah, unbelievable. So, Paul, we should share our story of the first landing page you did for me. You could. <laughs> you want me to do that? <laughs> n- 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 now that Sandy has so action- excellently explained what, why 
hire experts to do things. Um, just to kind of add on to that. Yeah, like you're absolutely right in that sometimes it's better just to get somebody else to do it for you. Because when you look at the overwhelmingness of what a website can be, just to have somebody that's a designer like myself or others to, because we're used to the scope of the project to walk you through the steps and to kind of have brief snippets of things. Like, I mean, Anne and I talked maybe for an hour and a half or two hours. And then she, she handed me the access to her site and off I went because I can, could listen to who she is, how her voice is and manage that project of building a page. Uh, now, that being said, because I, I, I always, I don't like to be affirmative on like one way or another. There, there's great DIY options. Um, <clears throat> I've become a massive, mass advocate of Squarespace, especially if you're somebody who maybe it's you, you, it's honestly not in your budget to hire a designer uh, and you want something or maybe you just would rather try it for, first on your own. Something like Squarespace or Wix or whatever makes it really easy for you to get something that's halfway decent as a DIY solution. Where a designer can take you is moving into the more technical aspects of better SEO practices, better placement, some better design and user experience things for your potential clients. But DIY is perfectly a great option within within some of those confines of like a Squarespace or a Wix or whatnot. But yeah, I mean, with Anne and her site, it was totally like an hour and a half conversation and off I went to do things. And uh, what was the result? Okay, so I had created a landing page on my website and it was lame, but I, you know, what you say, you got to publish it dirty, right? So I did, I had to put it out there, right? Well, Sandy was the first one to sign up, but I didn't even have a page signed up yet. So that was Spirit who brought her to me, right? That was Spirit saying, yes, do this program, right? Because it was a mystery to me how she ever even found me or how we connected, but it was a, an amazing experience. Um, but beyond that, it was in, I think it was January when I, I mean, I put it up there on the website, I launched it in that respect. And then I found Paul and I got him to rework the page. He launched it in the morning and by midnight I had signed up two people. That was $3,000 worth of business in the first 12 hours. Hello. <laughs> you know, like that completely blew me away. Right. Because he knew how to do it. He knew how to connect the pieces. I can create the page, but I don't know how to make it go out there to Cyberland, right? But there was two sales within 12 hours. Like, remember that I called wow. it? I'm like, are you kidding me? It's yeah. like, there was one and then it was like, boom, there's another one. I'm like, what? <laughs> my mind was completely blown. Yeah, because the, the back-to-back emails and like the second one, I'm like laying in bed, my phone beeps and I just <laughs> happen to glance at it before falling off sleep. I'm like, there's yeah. another one. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's just so exciting. Like I blew my mind, but it just shows that, you know, you can only as a layman, you can only do so much, you know? And anyway, yeah. Well, and the reality of basically what I did for that page was I, I looked at the way she wrote things. I looked at the way she laid things out. The took a general feel of the overall website. So then that landing page fit in the yes. overall package of the site. Yeah. And then just simply massage some words around, move some things, tidied up some pictures and just made it a much more readable page and kind of pushed her on like, let's make some buttons bigger, like bravely yeah. put those call to actions up there. And, and there it was. 
It's crazy. And th th that's kind of the difference between, and again, I'm not saying don't DIY it, by all means go for it, but that's kind of the difference between trying it yourself and then choosing to work with somebody and hire somebody that they, that's their wheelhouse. That's what they do. Yeah. But I mean, like in my case, my time was, you know, I didn't have to hire you for too much time because I had 75% of it done. You just had to kind of mm -hmm. tweak it and, and put it into play. But things that I would never have thought of, things I would never known how to do, I would not have known how to correct it properly. I would not have known how to re, um, write the uh, search engine optimizations and the tags and all that stuff. Um, that was just like so incredibly worth it. Ridiculous. Like I'm just ridiculous. So, um, yeah. Um, uh, to me, it was just fun seeing, seeing that it produced that quickly. Oh, just, yeah. Yeah. That was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Brandy, we haven't heard from you tonight. What do you got going on down there? We got to talk to Susan too. You got to unmute there, babe. You got no mic. <laughs> oh, there we go. I was yeah. muted. <laughs> That's okay. Um, hi everyone. I'm just, I'm just taking it all in. I'm in that overwhelming phase. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's, I kind of now am going back to the branding because looking at his, um, the, the worksheets and everything, I think, no, I know I was jumping way ahead, trying to do everything before mm -hmm. I actually get it clear right here, what, uh, what I'm doing. So so you're bringing it back and making it smaller and more manageable. Yeah, very much so. Good job. Now, you know, I had it set in my mind that I needed to have it launched by July. You know, I, and now I'm just like, well, whatever. I mean, it, it'll launch when it launches. You know what, Brandy? That's a really good point you bring up because I've been through that where I have launched things sooner than they should have been launched. Um, and... It, I mean, you work for yourself, you're self-employed. Nobody right. said you have to do it by this date, right? I think we get so tied up in knots about setting ourselves up for failure because we're so damned and determined it has to be done at this time. Why? <laughs> you know, so what? For sure. And I overthink a, like a lot of things. Yeah. So that's part of the process too. Yes. You know, I, I think I'm going one way and then here it's just like, mm, nope, nope, <laughs> you know, and that's causing a lot more confusion than needs to be. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Absolutely. And I mean, you're five, right? Life path numbers are five. So, and it's yeah. actually, it is a 14, five, right? So for you, it's all about developing the confidence yeah. within yourself to develop that step-by-step -step plan so that you can ultimately have the freedom. That's that five, right? That you want. Yeah. So, and with that, like when you said that it, timeline and stuff. Yeah. I'm sorry, Paul. Yeah. And to, to me, to me with that, like when, you're setting those like hard timelines on yourself and you're, you're, you're right. Like it's your business. You're trying to grow your business. You're trying to attract customers. But the other side of that is where, where's that pressure you're putting yourself, putting on yourself. Is it that you're looking at other people offering the same services as you and like, Oh, they're already launched. So I need to catch up. Yeah. Or <laughs> this overall for all of us is when you're looking at your website or if you're looking at com potential competitors' websites and thinking, oh, I'm not good enough, stop and don't. Yeah. Com compar comparison is a thief. Oh, big time. 
you will take so much time away from your productivity if you're working to try and compare yourself and meet levels that other people are already at because you're not being who you are you're not being you you're not being your voice and recognizing uniquely who who you are and what you bring instead you're mimicking what they are what their output and capacity is and you're completely stealing from other people who you are and they need you they don't need them they need you and don't you find paul that when you when you put so much pressure on yourself you stifle the natural inspiration that that can come through and channel through you Mm -hmm. i find that that cripples me Um, in fact when i first opened the master number 11 membership i had agreed to uh do three recordings three three videos a month and I thought ah, no no big deal because back then I was doing a video a week anyways on on YouTube so how hard could that be oh my god I mean when it's one thing to do a video on YouTube where nobody's paying for it but when there's an expectation and somebody has paid for the service right I gotta deliver right and I completely crippled myself and the inspiration wouldn't come so when you kind of breathe and let it go and surrender just trust that it'll come it it just seems to land a lot easier yeah i i did once to i don't know why why i decided to do it maybe because i saw some other graphic designers do it and i thought it'd be fun i was like hey let's do 30 days and i'm gonna make a logo a day and i hit about (laughs) (laughs) just for fun just to post on instagram just to kind of showcase hey these are the unique different things i can do well by day about eight i gave up yeah. Shed a, few, shed a few tears because I was just pushing myself. I looked at their accounts and I saw what they were doing and I was like, I want to be them and I want to mimic that. And that's going to draw all these potential customers in because they're going to see all these great logos and ideas that I can do. Well, the reality is I might have published two days of decent logos and the rest of it is uh, crap. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Mm. Keep going, Brandy. You're doing fine. You got this. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Susan, what's going on down there in bottom left-hand corner? Hey, Um, you know, I'm just enjoying all of this too. And, uh, you know, what y'all said was exactly correct. I agree 100% that being our authentic self is probably the number one thing. It's not always easy. I think we always have to get down that road before we realize who we are is what's important. So I've had to learn that myself. Um, I did originally do, a. I don't even know if you guys have this in Canada, but it was GoDaddy. Yep. It was a, okay, GoDaddy website is the one I did at first by myself. I'm very creative. So I thought I did okay, but I had no idea how to do, you know, tags and all this other stuff to get it anywhere, you know, so that was one thing. And then I did the opposite, a couple, probably about three years ago, I decided to hire someone and I even hired someone local to do professional photos out by the water, you know, same kind of thing, uh, really get a feel for me. And, um, you know, it came out really well. And the thing is, I've realized the last two years I had so much going on with my life. that was insane. Definitely a lot of changes. So I had let everything slide and now I'm back in. And what you said, uh, Polly was interesting about how, when you just leave it there, it kind of just sits there. So, I realized, you know, I haven't even checked it out in probably over a year. I'm thinking, oh my God. So I've really got to just, I've been taking a lot of little notes here. 
of just jumping back in and making sure I, you know, update everything and get back with the guy that designed it. And, you know, he's a little hard to get a hold of. That's one of my little things that has been a, you know, a little bit aggravating is I can send him an email and ask a question or call him. And it sometimes is, you know, a week before I hear from him. So, yeah, that gets a little frustrating. Mm. Did a great job. In the beginning when I was working with him, he was right there. But yeah. now I noticed it's kind of like, he's kind of just uh, a lot more difficult to get a hold of. So yeah, I get that piece out as well. But uh, yeah. I don't have that problem with my guy. I know, right? That's what <laughs> I was listening to that going, hmm. He's a busy guy, but he always gets back to me. <laughs> yeah, it's really important. It is. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And, uh, I, I need to go down that avenue and see if, you know, what response I get when I let him know I'm really ready to get back on track and yeah. see where that goes and I know I'll probably have to pay him a little more to you know update a few things whatever I need to do but um yeah you know I'm Good. hanging in there too taking it all in and uh you know really enjoying all the information and looking forward to next week's class as well yeah I'm so glad you're here <laughs> me too yeah. Yeah, um, you, you saying go daddy that but that's a good place to start I mean we totally have it here there's in the web design world we've often kind of said rough things about GoDaddy just because their their hosting for WordPress is kind of yeah but it, it's improved over the years um but yeah I would strongly encourage you like take a look at that website start revisiting that and look at does it really represent you who you are now a year later and right. start start going through that process of well who am I as a brand what's my voice what do I offer and use that those building blocks to reassess that and then, yeah, definitely chase, chase that person. Like if they've built the site, they're most familiar with the layout. Sure, it's a year later. And, and I mean, I, I do it all the time when WordPress. I jump into websites. Um, I think he did use WordPress um, when he did the website. GoDaddy's what I used when I built it myself, but he did WordPress. But yeah, it still pretty much represents me. I think I just need to take a few things off. It does have a lot of tabs, you know, like we try to get everything on there and then we realize, okay, that's a little too much. Yeah. You know, I imagine people are like, which yeah. one do I pick? So yeah, so thank you for all this info, Paul. Appreciate it. My pleasure. I'm always I'm always happy to share what I've been fortunate enough to learn. Yeah. Um, on, on that, Heather had asked in the chat, <laughs> SEO being a whole other topic. <laughs> oh my goodness, I I could go on and on and on about SEO. Um, <clears throat> to keep it short and to the point, though. Uh, it doesn't need to be this mystery black magic that we all think it is. It does take work. It is a maintenance thing. <laughs> and that falls into write, writing regular blog entries, uh, do, doing that kind of thing, keeping your website up to date. That helps with SEO. Um, kind of the biggest, probably the two biggest things that will help Number one, partly because I'm nerdy about it, is page speed, how fast your page loads. <laughs> and that's purely based on how optimized are your images. Are you trying to show like ultra high res, 4K, super sharp, brilliant coloring, which is like five or six megabytes a picture? Or should you probably scale that back to the reality of the screen people are looking at, which is like 15 inches of laptop or... 11 inches of iPad and scaling those images down. And there's some, there's some great tools out there that can help you do that. You, 
is far far as websites like for example there's one that i use quite regularly tinypng.com and i just upload my images to it and it will shrink them down and make them fat make them better so then they're not taking all that, that that's that's kind of the number one number two is content um <laughs> that's your the second biggest thing for how to really hammer that seo practice is some of its length of content, like for example, probably, probably a great example actually is my website. I, I've kind of got two. I've got a WordPress one based on the WordPress business I've been running. And now my Squarespace branding is PolyD. The other one, within six months of me landing in St. John, I was ranking in the top three under the keywords web designer St. John because I looked at my competitors, I word counted their pages, and they maybe had. Um, a hundred words on their homepage. And I said, I'm going to write 175 on mine. And just by me having 75 more words of good solid content focused on what I was offering, all of a sudden Google started pushing me up. Cool. And the same can be for you. It's that simple. It's looking at, it's not skimping on the amount of content. It's not going over the top on the amount of content, but like that nice medium of, a few hundred words, like 200, 300 words, really crisp and honed in on who you are and what you offer, even where you are, if you're like a location based. Um, I did it based on St. John because I was coming here after living out in BC for a few years and I wanted to make a splash back home. And so I did it that way and said St. John web designer a bunch through some of my, through some of my writing. The, those two things from SEO will absolutely accelerate you because co content is king in Google's eyes. And it's not cheesy content being like, oh, I'm a web designer. Second sentence, web design. Third sentence, web design. And, and, so, and just throwing the words in all the time. It's hmm. good written content. Uh, th then from there, probably the third thing is when you're building your site out. And if you work with web designer, they'll they should do this for you. If not, shame on them. Find a new one. <laughs> um, but Or if you're doing it for yourself, it's just, we, you, you had heard a discussion on tags. And basically the idea is your content has a structure and a hierarchy of wording. Much like if you look at a newspaper, you've got a big heading, you'll have some writing, maybe you'll have a subheading, which is a little smaller font and bold. And by structuring your content in the same way, that will help a lot. That will re really help Google be able to send its weird little robots through and start piecing through your content to be like, oh, this is more important. So we're gonna elevate them and rank them in this way. So like in my case, I would put in bigger, in a bigger font and bigger letters, web designer. And Google's like, oh, this is very important. Whereas if I put it in like a regular font size and just said, hey, yeah, I do some web design things and I do, this and that it's like and it's like we, we see those words in there but it's not that important mm. yeah um sandy had a question she said when should you just ditch something and start again <laughs> that's an excellent one um <laughs> she has a few <laughs> <laughs> well, i would say for <laughs> number one indicator when should you ditch it is are you comfortable with it? Yeah. 
like it, is it your voice or is it somebody else's voice? Are you just pushing that out just for the sake of getting it out there? Or is it actually uniquely you? And to me, you'll know that in the pit of your stomach. You'll mm-hmm. like, like when you get ready to press that put, publish button and you're feeling apprehensive, ditch it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally couldn't agree with you more. Um, nope. But wait, there's more. So I I like to talk in pictures. So what I'm thinking of is like when you have a website and like a house and it is refurb, you want to refurbish it, you know, like it's not, um, it's, it, you want it to be more modern, more contemporary. You want to have the new sort of climate control, you know, the new ventilation, the new, you want it to be more, say solar or, you know, whatever that word is. I can't think of it right now. Um, So in a website, at what point uh, do you keep changing? Is there a point where you can't keep refurbishing your website? It's actually more uh, economical, more um, wiser to just go, hey, I just need a completely new website. Like, is there a point? There absolutely is a point. Um, Probably two big indicators of that point. Number one would be technology-based. For example, like I'm working with Anne and redoing the master number 11 site for her. And on a technology basis, I'm doing a complete rebuild because she's on an older version of Squarespace with that site. And the newer version allows so much more functionality and customization of design to make it more and than having kind of the very restricted nature of it. Mm-hmm. Or in the case of WordPress, sometimes suppose you've ignored your website for so many years that it's such a crapshoot of if you update it, things might start breaking. Then that's absolutely when you should ditch and start over. The other I would say is Maybe, maybe your brand and your voice has changed that drastically or the services you're offering have changed that drastically. I've done that in, I wanted to get away from dealing with e-commerce. I can do it. It's just a lot of work and not something I'm necessarily interested in doing, but I did it because people wanted it, but it's not something that made me happy to do. Uh, it was actually easier for me to build a whole new, site and rebrand my business just to get away from that piece because everybody knew that branding as small business e-commerce solutions kind of thing and so that's when it made sense in that way otherwise i would say if it's a matter of generalized content or slight direction differences there's no reason to dump what you have and restart because you're at least somewhere and with maybe a few tweaks, you can move it the, the inch or so forward that you need it to go. Kathy, uh, thanks for that, Paul. That was really good information. Kathy had a question. Do you want to unmute there, Kath? Oh, Paul, I'm going to make your head spin. I'm telling you. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> I have three websites and it's all around the same stuff and I can't get anything the way I want it. 
So my first one, my company was, my business was actually called Triple L Training. I'm a training and development specialist and a mental health specialist. And then I went to kathycoleman.ca. That was because of you, Anne, and all the conversations we had. That was a couple of years ago. So I have a um, Squarespace, both Triple L Training and Squarespace, uh, and Kathy Coleman are on Squarespace. And then I have another gal who's been working Heather, is it WordPress with Renee? I think, I'm actually not sure. And, but I don't like any of them. And so here I sit. <laughs> not put them all under one roof. Well, that's the, that's the thing. And the content is similar across them. And I just, uh, so far, I'm not all that thrilled with how any of it looks. So hmm. what do I do with that, Polly? That's <laughs> the other way. Point the other way. <laughs> you know what? That, that that's honestly not uncommon. Oh good. Um, oh, don't cut her some slack. <laughs> <laughs> no, ser seriously, it's not. Uh, I, what, what what I'm hearing is maybe from the very beginning you didn't go right back to the basics to establish the uniqueness of brand your voice and who you are as that business and as the services you offer could it be that uh, could it also be could it be a mixture of nobody's hearing me and that that's kind of what i'm going to get at oh okay good because <laughs> if you've got three different sites and you're not happy with any of them fully, what that tells me is bottom line, nobody was fully listening or it kind of got to a point where you're just like, eh, good enough. Let's just get something out there. Mm -hmm. um, typically, from a tech standpoint, I would then think maybe you forgot your passwords for all of the other stuff and it was just easier to start over. I've seen that a lot. <laughs> That's why like my father-in-law has five different Facebook accounts and he keeps oh. starting new ones because he can never remember his password. <laughs> and doesn't know how to press the I lost my password <laughs> link. <Button. laughs> it happens. <laughs> um, but re re really to me, it just sounds like you're right, like nobody's fully listened to you. There's not really any, any cohesion or comfort in where it's gone. Mm. Uh, maybe it's either you not being forceful enough saying, no, this is who I am. This is my voice. This is what I do. Uh, <clears throat> up to maybe you've not even sat down and really thought those basic building blocks out first before jumping into the project. Mm -hmm. So you kind of, started running before you figured out how to crawl mm. yeah it could have been some of that I feel like I'm pretty clear today but um you know I think probably there's some opportunity in the early years yeah but Kathy if you think about it I mean you are the eternal learner right you are mm -hmm. the student like you you constantly you're so inspired by things and, and you go in when something inspires you you go in it's 100 percent you're you're there you take it and that's the next best thing right and you get real passionate about it but I'm wondering if maybe that's where the confusion is is because you haven't really put it into one into form where you can actually communicate it 
Well, I think um, it's a really good point, Anne, because I am an eternal, yeah, and I am an eternal learner. There's absolutely no question about that. But everything that I learn perfects my craft, so it's always in one direction. Is the other thing understood? But then the opportunities, like if you go and look at my certifications, it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, because I always want to get better. I always want to do better. I always want to have more to offer. I want to be able to present it in another way that it speaks to more people or that, you know, these people will grab it when these people didn't. And mm -hmm. so absolutely. But everything I do is always pointed at. Yeah. It. I'm a maximizer and strengths finder, right? Yeah. It is not good enough. It's got to be great. So in order to be great, what do I need to learn? And it's always that, that piece, right? So anyway, Polly, maybe we need to talk. <laughs> yeah, we totally could. I mean, it, to me, to me, it kind of sounds like a fun challenge. Like I, I'm like you, like I'm going to always, always learn, always try and improve, always do better. That, that That's why I rebranded back to being Poly D and back to a personal brand. Uh, some of it was me using my business as a marketing experiment, figuring out like, does it matter if I'm sounding like I'm a big company or if I'm sounding like a personal brand? Mm -hmm. I, I like experimenting that way. And that's why like, I currently look like I have two web design businesses because mm -hmm. I do one's in WordPress. And then I decided to go after Squarespace because I'm like, is it really that bad? <laughs> what, what, what can I learn from it? And so I went for it and then I'm like, oh, rabbit trail, rebrand, yeah. new website, let's go. Yeah. Uh, but there, there kind of comes to a point where you just have to land somewhere and be comfortable there because mm -hmm. you, you're always going to change and evolve as a person and as a business mm -hmm. if you're not well mm -hmm. I, I i don't think that's very helpful i don't think that's being honest to who you are and who how we're made as people if we just stop learning and stop evolving mm -hmm. uh <clears throat> but it, sometimes maybe you have to reach that point where you just learn to be content with where you're at web wise mm -hmm. yes yeah. And everything's interconnected. It's just to determine how to express it. No, oh, because I, I, I'll, ne I'll never show people my uh, website inspiration boards of how many different design ideas I want to try for my own site. Yes. And most of them I'll never do because I know if I waste all my time doing that right. and trying all these new things to test them out, then I'm getting nowheres. Right. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay. So on that, on that subject, um, included in the program is the opportunity to connect with Paul. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, so he's got a, a function on his website where you can go in and you can book a session with him absolutely free of cost. Uh, you can book sort of, I guess you call it a discovery call or, you know, some kind mm -hmm. of consultation, right? That's what I did initially to see if we were a good fit, see what he could do for me. Um, he, you know, listened to, to me, asked a lot of really good questions and we just, it was kind of an interview process, but it was very casual. I think we talked for almost two hours, <laughs> yep. I'm not saying that that's what you do, but that's how we ended up. Um, but in the end we started doing business together. So, and I think we've got a good future together. Uh, so, um, the website is www.pauly.ca. There, he just put it in the chat. Yeah, I was already on it. That's yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> there you go. So he's a busy guy. It might take a while for you to get your appointment. So if you're interested in, in hooking up with him, then, um, you know, book it now. 
Sure. But, uh, um, but I think we, we talked about this before we got on the call. I think the, um, one of the things we discussed was the handout that Paul created is fantastic. And it would be really within your best interest to fill that out first before you connected with them. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've done my avatar. I've done, I've done a whole bunch of stuff with Marie Forleo. Yeah. So I kind of walked through a lot of that stuff, but I would cool. definitely take a look at what, what you had in the, um, yeah. links there and uh i could probably fill it in pretty quickly before we chatted for sure yeah a lot of it's more geared towards like if you don't have a website to get your gears thinking or if you're looking at a redesign but like i said early early on in the, this whole conversation it's a good thing to continuously revisit uh mm -hmm. it's not a prerequisite to us talking and going through a discovery process mm -hmm. but it, it kind of gives you a starting point um Absolutely, though, like I'm, I, I'm more than happy to talk with each of you and kind of look at your website and go through kind of hearing and figuring out like, what, what's your pain points? What, what can we look at to help improve it? Mm -hmm. If it's as simple as like, you're trying to launch another service and you want to build out a landing page, like where I started with Anne, or if it's let's blow through a full website, yeah. that, that's absolutely fine by me. Because <laughs> to me, ultimately, it's always... I like to do what I do for the purposes of helping others achieve their goals and their dreams. I, I have never ran or built my business or done what I do to achieve my goals and my dreams because I'm a cheerleader. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of become like, think, think about most bands. Do you actually know who the bass player is, what their name is? Probably not, but they're there. Mm. And, and I kind of become... <laughs> No, but you, you would notice that they're not there. Yeah. And they're the people that kind of carry the melody. They're the people that carry yeah. things and ele elevate stuff. And that's the way I do it. So by all means, take advantage of taking some time with me to go through that. If it's wanting to walk through your website and get some basic suggestions. And if you are working with somebody else, that's fine. I, I, I'm not offended, but I'm happy to have a conversation. Perfect. Thank you. I, um, <laughs> Sandy wants to know what your life path number is, and I can't remember. Uh, I think it's a three. Can you remember? I thought it was an eight. Oh, him. No, no, it's. Um, I thought it was an eight. Do you want to share your date of birth? Uh, November 26, 78. Yeah, it is. You're right. That's right. It is. But you know what's interesting about you is that you're the 26 8. So for people here, um, that is, you know, Paul likes to work one on one with people. He's a 26 8. He likes to work one on one with people. And the six says, I love to be of service. Right. And the one thing I know about Paul is he doesn't chase the opportunity to make money, he chases the opportunity to be of service. So that mm -hmm. he's, he's got his priorities straight and and he, he's one of those unusual eights because many eights don't have their priorities straight um you know they get a little mixed up uh it's a very complex number it's actually one of the most challenging numbers um out there in terms of life path numbers so uh yeah so yeah what do you mean you're born in 78 you still look like a baby <laughs> the, the, the video does wonders for covering the grave I know, right someone said i, I look like i was 42 <laughs> the other day i'm like you go to the head of the class <laughs> 
Yeah. I, I love to blur on Zoom. That's <laughs> great. Well, yeah. you, you don't encounter many mid, early to mid 40 year olds with long hair and big beards and try, <laughs> trying to pull off the like hippie people look. You haven't met my brother. That's <laughs> 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 all good. And he's a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, listen, we've kept you long enough, Paul. Unless you had something else you needed to discuss, I don't want to take up any more of your time. Um, just going to quickly peek at my notes I made myself. Mm, probably the, the only thing that I see stand out that to kind of highlight quickly is just the simplicity and clarity of your site. Mm. Um, Ease of use and navigation. Exactly. Like it, it, as Anne saw in me designing a landing page and as I'm working through things, like I, I, I like to simplify. Yeah. Be, even looking at calls of action, like on a web page. Yeah. Like on your homepage, one call to action. Yeah. Only one, rule of one, just one. Now, you could put that in multiple times if your page is long enough to that that makes sense, but only one. D don't have a book now and a buy this and a <clears throat> sign up for this, just one. And that's why earlier too, I said like simplify that top navigation, like just the clearer and simpler you make things, the less options, the more likely somebody's going to stay on your page. They're going to go through the site. They're going to look at other things and they're going to know what, what it is you actually want them to do because <laughs> this may sound offensive, but customers are dumb. Mm -hmm. You don't really know what they want and you have to tell them what they want and how to get it. Well, they're in a surfing coma half the time. Right. They're just yeah. from white side. They land on your site because they've been surfing and surfing and surfing. And it's like, you know, I can't tell you how many people get on YouTube and they're like, I went to try and find out the best toaster to buy. And somehow your video came up and that's why I'm here. Right. You know, so. <laughs> so when you talk yeah. about the call to action, I just want to clarify this because I have my pop up button that you're going to move for me. Um, and that is, you know, obviously a call to action. Sign up for my free course or whatever it is. Um, it's a video. It's a it's an exclusive video that only you can get if you sign up for the newsletter, right? Um, anyway, that's a call to action. But also, I would consider that one of the tabs up top that says book a reading. That's also a call to action. So is that is that is that two call to actions, and that's wrong, or is that acceptable? Um. Because most of us are pop practitioners in this group. Right? Pop-ups will ignore like I ignore. Yes. Um, we, we've gone down that rabbit trail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as like ha having that one in your header, that's a little bit softer. Yeah. I honestly, like, much like the English language, there's always exceptions to the rule. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I would give you that exception. But as far as the main content of the page, mm -hmm. Keep it to one thing, right? The, the, the one main thing you're trying to do. Like in my case, because I know I, I excel when I talk one-on-one -on -one and when I work with people, instead of me saying, hey, request a quote or sign, right. sign up for this or whatever, I'm saying book a call because I know that's where I have the best opportunity to connect and learn. Because you said like, it was like an interview, like me, me, me as a business owner, I... 
I interview you as much as you interview me mm-hmm. because yeah. I, it's not only do I want to make sure that I, you're comfortable with and feel I'm a good fit, but it's also, are you somebody who I feel comfortable I can work with? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- totally agreed. Yeah. And that's, that, that's my call to action. That's why it's that one simple thing of booking a call. Which is why we did your numerology during the call. <laughs> <laughs> can I work with this guy or not? <laughs> exactly. All, all the important things. Yeah. Or, or, or talk about like where you live and the family connections I have to that region. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you go through go through all, all those kind of conversation points but to me it's like that simple crisp crisp clarity of that one call to action simple like four or five options in your navigation menu it's just always looking at that website and thinking how can you simplify it and dumb it down to the lowest common denominator of what 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 are you offering them and what do you want them to do when they are on your website right right cool that's awesome this has been so good i've learned so much i knew i would i hope you guys feel the same <laughs> um so how is it best to con- to connect with you paul um probably the best way is my email which is hello at polyd.ca which i'm now typing in the chat so you can copy and paste if you I've got them on so, so that, that that's probably the best that would be the best way to connect with me um to kind of set up a set up a consultation and go through looking at your site or wh- whatever those design needs are and kind of have a chat and yeah that was what kind of magic we, we can hope. have happen yeah we had kind of hoped to be able to do that tonight to pick a few websites to go through them but we just had so many questions we got we ran out of time but um yeah, I, I, I think this has been really, really good information. I so appreciate it. The handout is fantastic. And um, I think if you get an opportunity to hook up with this guy one-on-one, uh, you'll never regret it. Like he's, he's accelerated my business. I'm proud of my website. Um, just the landing pages that he's included there. I can, he was able to make them mirror the rest of my site. I'm happy with my, happy, reasonably happy with my site. There's a few changes we're gonna make, but for the most part, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. But Paul was able to take my landing page, which is you know the, the offering of, of encouraging people to take my program. He was actually able to kind of mirror it up so it was cohesive. And that's the plan for the Master Number 11 membership is to bring it back so that it, it almost looks like you haven't left my website. That's all, because it's branding, right? So you don't want mm-hmm. people feel completely disconnected. And, I, and I, energetically, I feel this huge disconnect with my membership page. So I'm super excited to get that, uh, to get that rolling. So anyway, he's your dude, go find him. <laughs> Anybody have any questions? Anything they want to shout out? Nothing. We're good. Oh, Sandy's sending kisses from Australia. You little hussy. <laughs> she knows I love her. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for, for making the time tonight. Um, next week, we're going to be doing YouTube. Um, and that is featuring myself and we're going to be talking about how I crushed my fear of failure, uh, and, um, many different other aspects of that, um, in there, we're going to be talking about the mechanics of, of getting your page up and running. Um, you know, you may want, if you have your YouTube channel, um, set up, you might want to send me the link to it. 
because uh, I will try and make it work in the presentation so we can actually go and take a look at it and see where we can make some improvements. So if you want us to actually, you know, take a look at your YouTube pages, then that's, uh, that might be a good opportunity. But uh, any questions between now and then, you know where I am, by all means, reach out and um, get active in that Facebook group, guys. Tell people what you're doing. Ask questions. If you got, you know, issues or whatever, and you need some, some help, um, put it out there because somebody's will have gone through, I'm sure of it. Right. So it's a great place to market your business and to, to promote yourself and to really learn from one another, support each other. So thank you so much, Polly D. I so appreciate my your pleasure. time. Oh my God. This is so amazing. I know how much effort you put into this. I really, really appreciate it. So um, yeah. Thank you so much. So much success to you. Group hug. <laughs> You're not exempt. <laughs> Group hug, Polly D. Come on. <laughs> there you go. I felt that. <laughs> all right, guys. Love you all. Take care. We'll see you next Thanks. week. Thanks again, Paul. My pleasure. Take care.